You're listening to the Our Eerie Podcast with Devonna Paisley, Marty Wachuku, and Lydia Laith. We're here to highlight community voices and bring new perspectives to the table. We are unpacking Eerie's and America's baggage. We're speaking truth to power. Take a seat. Let's get this party started. <laughs> Lydia, I think you should definitely spearhead this if you're up, you're up. To oh my this. gosh. I, word, I'm like speechless right now. Words cannot describe how excited I am for this lover's episode that we're about to embark on. So listeners, buckle up for the most cringeworthy, puke-inducing, love-filled conversations you will ever experience. I can't. So to start us off, I feel like we should um, have our partners introduce themselves. Just your name, who your lovely partner is, why you worship them. I'm just kidding. And uh, and maybe like what you do or what, you know, what you're working towards or something like that. So we just get a little glimpse into who everyone is. So to start off, Buster, mm-hmm. I'm throwing you under the bus. Go for it. Well, first of all, I already want to throw up. um yeah i'm buster johnston my partner is the lovely lydia lathe and i am working towards getting my teacher certification uh, to teach middle school sciences Uh, so hopefully i'll have that wrapped up next december me yeah i think you should go all right um i'm angel Angelica Spragans, but everybody calls me Angel because such, it's, I hate that name. Um, <laughs> my wife is uh, Devonna P- Paisley, mm-hmm. queen of this castle, and she's wonderful <laughs> and all those things. Was that good, Lydia? Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah, we might have to redo another take where you amp it up a little bit more. Yeah, you know, I'm going to allow it. Um, I do a lot of stuff. I'm a vocational rehab counselor. I am a therapist. I am a youth advocate um, mm-hmm. through Compton's Table. Um, and my main job is to just be her wife and support her <laughs> in doing lit shit. So that's what I do. That's great. Thank mm-hmm. you. Thank you for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> I'm Brett Phillips. I am the partner of the wonderful Marty Wachuku here. Um, I work in printing locally from born and raised in Erie and uh, just inspired every day by Marty here. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I, love it. I love it. It's it's gross. It's lovely. Right. <laughs> I love all this love. It's so wonderful. I just have to say, okay, so I had an experience a couple weeks ago where um, I was signing. So, um, local elected or people running for office were like getting their petition signed. And I had a guy come up to me and say, Hey, Lydia, would you sign my petition? He's a local Democrat guy. I'm sort of familiar with him, but not super. But I was like, yeah, I'll sign your petition to get on the ballot. And he's like, Oh, you know, my wife, you know, Julie, so-and-so. And, and I did know. And I was like, immediately I had more respect for him. Cause I was like, your wife's kick ass. <laughs> and so I just wanted to say that for all the partners here today, but especially the partners to Devana and Marty, like, you all are cooler for having, like, to for being with these women, and and I hope that that's an experience that you all have because these women are so awesome and so kick ass. So, but it, it just was something it kept as I was getting so stoked for this conversation tonight. I was like, how cool to be associated with really powerful, strong 
women or just people, right? Like I just love meeting people's partners because it's such a, an intimate view to like who they are and who they connect themselves with and, and the people that they choose to like bring into their most like inner circles. And I feel like you can tell a lot about a person by who they associate with, you know, like they say, like, you know, who you surround yourself is like indicative of who you are. And, um, and I've already, I mean, I know I've had limited interactions with everyone here, but like, I've been so impressed with who you all are and, and, you know, it's, yeah, it's cool. I'm so excited about this conversation. I mean, I'm excited too. And honestly, the feeling is mutual, you know, with, with you and Buster, I was very like when I first met, I met y'all separately, you know what I'm saying? So when I met y'all then together, I was like, oh, they mesh well, they mix well. And so it's interesting that we all found our twin flames at this point. I feel like everybody balances each other out um, and the feeling is mutual, Brett, because yeah, Y'all already know. We yeah. love, right? Like, y'all, y'all already know. So no, like, I'm excited that we're able to sit here and have this conversation and who knows where it's going to go. But like, this is, <laughs> yeah, this is really cool. So I am excited. I'm excited. Something we said that all of our partners have in common is how chill they are. Yes. <laughs> oh, <Lord. laughs> yes. Yeah. yes. 100%. I think you can just already tell the fact that like, they're all kind of just sitting back and like letting us talk like but I think that that's a really powerful like a good like compliment to people right that like you know when it's your space to to speak Mm. and when it's your time to just like let your partner shine and let them like take the stage and I think that that is really cool and it yeah I don't know if these relationships would work out if it was any other way (laughs) like if if you were competing for talking space you know Shoot, I don't even know if this if we would work out if I was the younger because tell we went through a lot. I went personally through a lot of mm-hmm. stuff to even get to this point here. Like mm-hmm. we went through, you know, a lot, and still, you know, there, there's a lot that we, you know, ha- I think within any relationship, when you are willing to work towards um, a healthy relationship, it takes work, right? Which is interesting. We were talking about uh, uh, talking with a, another friend about this similar thing. She's like, "We, I love you guys," and it's just like it's so funny when people say they love us because like you don't even understand half the shit that we went through, you know, with, that we put each other through. And then also like it's just so it's like it's nice and it's an honor, but it's I also want people to understand like it took work to get to uh, the point that we're where we're at, you know, and uh, and that's being real honest for mm-hmm. now. <laughs> like, yeah. No, I think that that's, that's so powerful though, Devon, especially in an age of social media where everyone has really cutesy couple photos mm-hmm. and everything's really clean and polished and you're like the perfect couple or the perfect family or the perfect whatever. Mm-hmm. And that's just, that period is never the reality, right? Like that's never the reality of like this perfection, whether it's it took a lot to get here to this stability that we have, or it's not stable. And this is a facade that we've put up, mm. but whichever it like, it's never, it's never easy. It's never perfect, but I feel yeah. like how you approach that is really powerful. So yeah, actually, I want to hear from our partners. How did you meet your partner? Oh, oh, <laughs> <laughs> let me hear their sides of the story. Yeah. <laughs> oh. I'll go, guys. You're going to go, yeah. Yeah, Take one for the team. Hey, you're doing so good. I know. I met Devon at Edinburgh. Uh, We actually met in college. And at the time, I think I was dating somebody. Uh, She definitely was dating dating somebody. somebody. 
But um, during my college days, I was not a gentle person. So <laughs> I'm not going to say gentle man. I was a douchebag a little bit. Um, so I remember being at like either a football game, a cafeteria. It was the cafeteria. It was the cafeteria. Was the cafeteria. I definitely remember that. It was and, at Rose Hall. And she, I don't know if everybody remembers. Like, she has style. Edinburgh. Like, if you see Devonna out and she got her dress up and her makeup, and I, I, don't, I don't know if it's because I come from all these powerful Black women, but mm. when I see a powerful Black woman, I'm just like, Jesus Christ, yes. And so when I saw her, it like, I really wanted her. Like, I really wanted her. So I'm like, um, I knew her boyfriend. And at the time, <laughs> I was like, when you're done with your boyfriend, come talk to me. Oh and then God. I just walked away, right? Boom, that's it. She ignored oh. the hell out of me. Girl, anybody was looking at her. <laughs> yeah. How dare she come up to you? Yes. Like, right. I run this. So, like, oh, so right. I was just like, no, I don't. I really don't. Like, so that was probably junior year. It took until my third year in my master's program, which mm. is like four or five years later. Um, and I saw her coming out of the library. And at that time, I was just more confident in myself. So I was less of a douchebag. And she was the one that was all sweaty, like, oh my God, like I was. Like, I was like, what the hell? Hang out. And I'm like, I will hang out with you. Like, what's up? Oh, yeah. but, but prior prior to that, the summer before that, I actually had inboxed her because I'm still trying, right? I'm like, you want to hang out? No response. To this day, she says she has no idea where that message is. I went. don't remember that message. I swear to God. I don't. So at that point, I thought she was either a homophobe. <laughs> or because I didn't know anything about her mm-hmm. or that she just wasn't interested. So I stopped. And then the next time was outside of UC, actually, yeah. a library. And that was when she was all sweaty and stuff. Very sim- serendipitous, which was yeah. really interesting. But then I found myself being in the space of like, whoa, this person's energy. Like, obviously, I have like known her and I've like we've crossed paths. There was something at that point really different. I don't know what it was. And it really, it was just really different. It was the light that I saw that she had. And then she then would say that she saw light in me. And so we just basically connected. And um, then after that, we didn't, I don't even know. We didn't even talk. Like after that, we just kind of saw each other outside. Because at the time, I think I was getting, it was my last year of school and she was in her master's. And then we were out in Erie mm-hmm. and yeah, we like, had a dance to uh, Future and Rihanna. <laughs> the song. The now the it was song. at Sugar Ray's. If anybody ever has oh, been yeah. to Sugar Ray's in Erie, Pennsylvania, it was a basement, basically. It was. But a- after that dance, we were just us. Angel was a little tipsy, and I said, "Listen, you need to take my number down. I'll take your number down, and I'll make sure you get home. You know what I'm saying?" And because she was with a friend. And then like we were just texting and had just been texting since then. And then I went on like a trip and stuff like that. And then we just connected ever since it was, it's really wild. Yeah. Yeah. It's that's pretty much it. High school. I mean, so you could say kind of college sweethearts, but not really yeah. at all. But <laughs> anti yeah. like college anti-sweethearts. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like I strongly disliked you at this point in your life, but now you're cool. Love you. <laughs> I did not strongly dislike you though. That's I mean, I just was like, okay, like yeah, I, I was an arrogant son of a bitch. Yes, yes, she was definitely. Yeah, but that was it. It's okay. <laughs> Yo, but so was I though. I was very, like, yeah. in my own way, I was very arrogant. So there was, like, this mirror that I saw that I was, like, ill, no. And I must have been seeing some pieces of myself that I was, like, no. You know, so it's, we can go deeper into that. But it's it's interesting to see people and see the things in yourself that, yeah, that you are, like, oh. 
For the record, I always like to tell her though, I told you so in college and you didn't listen to me. And so for our yes. marriage, like I'm normally not wrong. I wasn't wrong. No. Just so you know, and you wasted all the time in between. Angel is, and honestly, like she, when she does not know something, she will say, I don't know. But if she knows something that's adamant, the girl, like I, I was blown away by how she know how every she knows like so much, and I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? <laughs> like it's like really odd. So it's like her intellect was like that was the thing for me. The intellect, you know, the knowledge, the 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 the, the pride about their, herself, and I was just like, that is like so intriguing, you know. And it really just like made me like, yeah. I was like, yeah, she is the one. Like definitely. I love intellectual people, so clearly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm really interested to know y'all's stories. I'm like so interested to know how y'all met. So whoever wants to go first. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Well, it looks like you're winding up. Let's hear it. Yeah, I see Brett winding up. Definitely. I think we owe some thanks to Paige. Shout out to Paige. Shout out to Paige. I think the first time I saw Marty, we were both Paige was running some kind of little event little little thing going on for Planned Parenthood stuff and you know I was friends with her boyfriend at the time and we were very close and we had both gone and I remember seeing her there thinking I don't like remember this and she doesn't <laughs> remember it but I remember seeing her there and thinking like damn she's cute you know like okay she's saying how to page and talking and <laughs> one of those regular things you know like you're talking to everybody around and bs and it went well but you know that was the first time i think i saw her did we talk did we actually talk we just it was a brief introduction okay you know just like <laughs> we were both fire and hanging out and uh i think maybe it's some eighth grade events Mm-mm. What was it? What am I missing? Oh, I think that Marty's like testing and she's like, mm-mm. Like, <laughs> she knows, she's, she's so, so, um, her, she and her boyfriend at the time went to, um, the hot dog place out by the casino. Oh, Lucky Louie's. Yeah. That and this is it. what I remember first meeting you and I thought you were cute. Do you, is that, do you remember that? That was name? it. I'll yeah. certainly say <laughs> <laughs> And uh, you know, we're both a little a little shy sometimes on the first introduction. You know, we both had our our feelings, I think, a little behind the scenes. And it went well though. We were very casual and it was nice. And uh I think we just kind of hung out a few times and you know, the 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 foursome that we had going on there of hanging out a couple of times kind of broke off. And uh, it had turned into, okay, well, I guess so much for that. Like, Mm. damn, like, there's not going to be that connection like it was before. Oh, no. And then there's a reach out where she had asked Paige to see if I wanted her to have my number. I said, absolutely. Are you kidding me? Of course. I'm never this bold. It had been more than a year. And I was like, Paige, do you know I used to think Brett was cute? She was like, oh. Do you want to ask for his number? It's like, I guess. I don't know what I would do with it. I said absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what, what do I you do, do with a phone number? I didn't hear from her after getting asked for the number. And I was like, well, what do I start asking for the number? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, 
what, am I going to be the one that has to reach out? Okay, no problem. But <laughs> a little bit of time went by and we actually happened to run into each other at Lavery's. And I believe you were there that night too, Lydia. Yes. We ran into each other. Yeah. And you guys, I think I just come from. We were in the a, leadership society class. Is yeah. that what it was? Okay. Yeah. So you guys had just gotten out of class and a bunch of you had gone to hang out. And immediately when we saw each other, you know, called you guys over to the table and we're hanging out. And, you know, I know Cole and it, it kind of hit from there, you know, we exchanged yeah. and, and I had to leave before you guys did. And I was like, Hey, you still have my number, right? Like you better use my number, you know, like what the hell? Yeah. And from there, I think uh, we had started keeping in touch and talking a lot. And I think the first time we really like were, were getting together close was a uh, blues and jazz fest weekend. Mm. That was where we really spent a lot of time. And that was, you know, the last one before COVID and everything. Oh. And they cut it off, you know. <laughs> but from there, I mean, you know, we just, it became nothing. It was everyday talking and contact and yeah. just moves on from there, you know. Yeah. Fun fact that you may not know. Um, so that night that we all met up at Lavery's was one, I think it was the first presidential debate for the Democratic Party. So Lydia, the rest of us, I think Devon and rest, everyone went to um, Bourbon Barrel. Yeah, to watch the debate. Uh -huh. oh, yeah. Yeah. So then I told um, Paige what I had ran into Brett and you were there. I was like, I don't know what to text. So you and Paige actually took my phone. Like, I don't know what to do. They were the ones who crafted the <laughs> <laughs> I remember that. So I think I don't think I told him that. No. Actually, Lydia and Paige texted you. It wasn't me. Oh, full disclosure. Right? I was like, thank you, Lydia. It was nice yeah, talking to you. No, I remember because we had been talking about it. I'm not sure if it was before that or like shortly after that, but Marty and I had had a few conversations of like, okay, what if you're interested? Like, how do you like see that you guys are on the same page? Like all those kind of like when you're when the relation or like the relationship or the connection is new and you're not certain about it. And so you're like, okay, if, but if I like try to take it the next step, or if I ask a question, like that's going to be weird if he's not there too. And like, Oh yeah. So I remember us like discussing the pros, like very much the like intellectuals of us were like, okay, well, let's figure it out. Like, let's like, <laughs> I love this out and figure out like, okay, well, if, if he's going through this, it yeah. all. Yeah. So I remember that. You literally community community organized like mm -hmm. your relationship. <laughs> <laughs> she gathered some feedback. Yes, from the yes. Said, okay, mm -hmm. how do we approach this? Who are the stakeholders? Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. You did. <laughs> I love that. That's that is that's news to me. That's that's hilarious. <laughs> oh. I count um blues and jazz festival as our anniversary. So like the first weekend of August is like our anniversary. Because yeah. I was very shy. So before I had like date gone on dates, dated on like Tinder and stuff, but I've never like really been really forward and bold about following up with someone. Mm -hmm. And you yeah. were like pushing my boundaries. Um the big boundary was that he held my hand. Um <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome though i was a very guarded and i'm still very guarded but like a very guarded person so yeah i've grown a lot being in relationships. yeah mm. Mm. Mm -hmm. that was at jazz fest i think we were having a great time and mm -hmm. the music was hitting us right you know and getting along, getting along all weekend okay 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 <laughs> <Gross>. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> Wait, okay, okay. <laughs> Side note though, Brett, do you ever watch Ooh. SNL with like Kyle yeah. Mooney? Do you know Kyle Mooney? Sure, yeah, yeah. Okay, you're giving me some serious Kyle Mooney, but everyone look up Kyle Mooney right now. Pause the podcast, go look up Kyle Mooney. <laughs> and like the way, Brett, that you were doing like this little like head bob shoulder thing was to- yeah. like, oh, I would just see Kyle. Oh, oh Kyle Mooney, funny. yes. So funny. Anyway. So funny. I love his skits. Me yeah. too. Yeah, so good. All right, Buster, sure. go for it and tell them. You want me to tell the good version? <laughs> <laughs> There's only one version and it was great. Um, yeah. <laughs> so I was working okay. <laughs> so I was working at the Crossroads Diner uh, here in Edinburgh. I was still in my undergrad and um, I was just finishing up a shift and like normally I would because I was still living in Girard at the time and I commuted so I would just like I would normally just go home after the shift but uh this time I decided to have a drink after work and hang out for a bit. And Lydia came in with one of my coworkers mm-hmm. who I was good friends with too. And so her name's Ariel. Shout out to Ariel Phillips. She's the best. That's a nice yeah. name. I love that. Ariel Phillips. Um, and so for whatever reason, I I was on like some healthy stint. I, I ordered a whiskey and water. Cause I wanted to like cut down on pop and it was Which the, is good, but also whiskey. No, it was ridiculous. And it was one of the worst decisions ever, but, um, Lydia and Ariel came in and immediately just started giving me shit about it. And so that was just like a kind of a funny way to break the ice, uh, to just talk about my shitty drink. Mm-hmm. Um, but we ended up, we just all sat together at a table and we were just hanging out for a few hours. And, uh, we ended up hanging out for like, the rest of the night mm-hmm. pretty much we we went to the other bar mm-hmm. and then yeah well okay well, wait, 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 wait. you skipped the part that is oh, like the mo- i was getting to that i wasn't gonna it. leave that out. okay you yeah. better so okay while we while we were hanging out um uh there was a guy at the bar eating like chips and dip so <laughs> lydia was like i dare you to go get a chip from that guy and see if you could dip it in the cheese and everything like ask him if you can have one of his chips because you're so hungry. Yeah, so I, I normally, like, I'm pretty shy. Um, I was, like, still getting out of my shell at that point, being a server and everything, but I don't know. Maybe it was the whiskey and water that was in me. I was like, all right, screw it. I'll, I'll, I'll go ask this stranger for a chip. And the guy was super cool about it, thankfully. <laughs> so he was just like, yeah, for sure, for sure, man. So I took a picture of Buster that night of him holding the chip, and I said, like, this is the man of my dreams. He just got a chip from a stranger because I dared him to. Wow. <laughs> Influence. Yes. yes. I can control him with my <laughs> mind. That's <laughs> when she knew. And that's oh when my I'm, God. No, I'm totally. No, but just like the, the playfulness of it, I think is yeah. so like people that can just go with the flow and they don't take themselves too seriously. Mm. Like so many, especially like, I don't want to overgeneralize because this is on all sides, but like, in my experience, there were a lot of men that I would interact with that took themselves way too seriously. And they're like, oh, I'm a big, tough guy and I'm serious <laughs> and whatever. And I'm like, so that I would just like, yeah, let's just see, like, are you gonna, like, I dare you to go take a chip. And Buster was like, he played along. And so I think the the humor of that and not taking himself too seriously was like really indicative to me of like, mm. this is a good guy. Like, 
he'll go eat a chip from a stranger, which now in COVID times, I'm like, oh, germs. <laughs> but <clears throat> that was pre-COVID. So forgive me for my laissez-faire Wait. attitude towards germs <laughs> and hygiene. Yeah, but that that's that's been like one of our biggest things is humor. Mm-hmm. Like we're we're always just trying to bust jokes with each other, or mm-hmm. even pick on each other to make mm-hmm. one another laugh. But um yeah. yeah, we we just really we hung out a lot since that night. Yeah. And I think our schedules just aligned well during that early time where we were spending like every day together. And so then it was like things just like it felt like not that things were moving too quickly but it was like we were spending so much time that we're like other couples might just be able to hang out like one night a week when they're first getting to know each other or like just yeah. a little bit here and like it was like Buster and I were like we like hanging out every day like hours at a time or full days to, like it was just it was really nice because then we got to see like who the other person was for extended periods of time not just like okay for one hour I can be a good human like no this was like hours at a time yes yeah. So. yeah we got we got our time in like real quick yeah yeah uh, and so then I got to meet awesome. his son yeah I mean yeah. not shortly after because I had like he had to make sure that I was legit but yeah. obviously I'm legit so then I got to meet his son which was awesome too and that was really cool yeah, yeah so. so so after the first time uh they met each other uh we were gonna she was gonna come over after work the one day and I had my son there and he was just waiting at the window, looking into the driveway, like, when's Lydia coming? Like, when's Lydia going to be here? So he was, he like fell in love with her instantly. So yeah, I don't know. So I figured it's in our DNA to just love the lace. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so but. cute. I love it. I love how you guys just clicked. Like, you're like, yeah, yeah we like each other. That's it. <laughs> I, yeah. I mean, we U-Haul too. So yeah, I yeah. judge no one. We quite literally moved in together after like three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But there was a lot in between there. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah. We Still, did. But when it's right though, like to your point about the timing of it, right? Like when it's right and you know it's right and like things just click. And so sometimes it's not a matter of like the, the right person, but it's like the right person and the right time and everything has to like, I almost feel that way for like Marty and Brett too, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, you guys knew of each other and were hanging out, but then like there was this gap, but like maybe it's just because that time, like the timing needed to align right for then everything to fall into place. And I, I feel like, yeah, with when you're with the right people at the right time, it flows so easily, kind of like this podcast, right? Like when you intersect with people, Mm-hmm. And, and connect with people at the right time like things just gel and they click mm-hmm. and they move so easily it's not I mean it takes effort and it takes energy and, and it takes compassion and care but it's not hard it's not it's not like you know it's it's not painful I guess mm-hmm. you know that there are challenges and there are opposite it's not like easy but I don't know some people I see like it's like painful for them to work through their relationships and I just don't know if that's like maybe I'm not using the right words but I just feel like when it's the right person like it the goods outweigh the bads and and like you can you know it just feels right i feel that i can't speak to the relationship i can speak as a shy person pushing past like this fear of i don't even know it was rejection but like putting myself out there but knowing like if i don't put myself out there how is he going to know that i actually like you know Mm -hmm. and that like i had your number for who knows like eight months or something i did nothing with it if not for like what was it serendipity (laughs) Right. Uh, who knows what I would have done, you know? Right. Oh, I love how candid you are, though, too, about that and how, like, honest you're like, listen, this is, I had this issue and I'm still working through that. Like, that's important to be open and transparent about, you know, the things that you still want to work through. That's, that's dope. That's dope. Mm-hmm. Yeah. If you all had, like, one 
behavior or attribute or quality in your relationship that you would say like makes it the strongest or the best relationship that you've had or that could possibly like mm. what do you think is like the most powerful part about your relationship mm. I, I can speak I already go ahead you that. speak yeah, um, I, I am like a huge like loyalty person I but not loyalty like obligation mm. like not abusive loyalty um but it's it was really important for me to have someone who wanted to fight to be with one another and to have the same mindset of where we wanted to go in life and be willing to sacrifice things um individually sometimes to be a unit i'm very big on family and um, family supporting each other genuinely. And so my goal was to create a family. Like we have extended family. I got my mom, I got my dad, I got my brother, but this is our family. Mm -hmm. So it was very important for me to have someone who had that same view of a relationship um, yeah. to get to that point. And one of our, I really also believe that like Angel and I are feelers, like in, in the sense of like, we are super empath empathetic and, and compassionate, but I will say, she was more than I was realizing that I was. I don't even know how to explain that. But I will say that the one thing that I think that's the strength is compassion and empathy and the love. You know what I'm saying? Because I think that when we have that, well, I know we have that, it adds to the loyalty and the, and the communication. It's like all that, that feeling and that compassion like has been, now like able to be spread amongst the things that we need to do within our life in our in our household and just in general um like so that's one thing that is definitely a strength i realize is that we're both like compassionate beings caring about each other and just the well-being of not just each other ourselves and others around us like we have such a commonality in that space and it really makes me like grateful to know that I have somebody who cares about safety and security just as much as I do you know like and it's like whoa like that to, for that to be reciprocated is mm. beautiful is beautiful look at you you're so cute you're looking at me like it's like she likes you or something Gross. Yeah, know, like. <laughs> <laughs> what about y'all do you, do you know? what was the best yeah like what's like what makes you really powerful or like that's yeah quality that quality you Mm, yeah, I, I think transparency. I think like Lydia, from the very beginning, I figured out Lydia cannot lie to save her life. So <laughs> I, like immediately, like it was it was something that like made me feel a lot, a lot more safe to like be vulnerable with her because I knew that like I knew that she would either receive it well or like wouldn't dance around her feelings and she would just you know tell me how it is like tell me how she's feeling because she, even if she tried to you know say she was feeling some other way i'd be like all right like i can tell that's not the truth so just, <laughs> so just spill it because because if she even tries to like hide her feelings it, it just doesn't go well so um and then that's just kind of helped me because just having like hard conversations when they need to be had um like I never liked to do that. So um, <laughs> having someone like Lydia, um, who's just like so brutally honest and not brutally, that's not even a good word for her, but like 
just so honest and transparent. Like it just makes it that much easier. So I love that. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I think honestly, I think just kind of to your point, Devon, like just the reciprocity of mm. so many aspects of our relationship, but it, it's almost like, and in so many different aspects of my life, I've felt like you don't realize like what is possible until it comes across your, your life experience. And so you go through life thinking like, oh, this is the best I could do, or this is the way life is, or these are the kind of friends you can have. And then you have a different experience and you're like, oh shit, there are other options out there. Or like, this is possible. Or like my expectations for like what a partner can be in life are not limited to like this experience that I've had. And it's so eye opening. And so, um, so yeah, I think the reciprocity, um, has been like, yeah, whether it's in honesty or in communication or in care and, and, and the way we show love and whether that's, you know, like, you know, speaking positive words or physical touch or, you know, acts of service, like whatever it is, like we just, it's real, it feels very equal and -hmm. it feels very reciprocal that I'm not giving more than I'm taking or vice versa. And I think in moments when it has felt that way, we've talked about it and said like, oh no, like it, it doesn't have to be 50, 50 all the time because mm-hmm. we know that at certain times, like you're going to need more support than others. And like, it's going to ebb and flow. But at the end, if we were to look at our life, like it would even out. And, and like, there's this understanding of, of that, I think. Facts. Facts. Yeah. And that. love languages. I, I want to mm-hmm. get back to that. Cause like, I feel like like how you like to give love and how you like to receive love like her and I just match up perfectly in every mm-hmm. category there so like when you when when you love someone the way you want to love someone and they mm-hmm. like to be loved that way that is just mm-hmm. is so sweet <laughs> okay don't ever do that again <laughs> actually love that he said for anyone that couldn't see it because we're on podcast buster just kind of like did the italian like chef kiss to the air (laughs) no yeah no yes moving on so marty and brett go ahead uh just i love her thoughtfulness she's she's very caring she's always looking out you know i think that was something that came through initially it was very clear um, as time's gone on, you know, I mean, we're still fairly new together, yeah. I guess, especially compared to the two of you, I think. So we're still, you know, learning a lot about each other. You know, we're still making steps in a relationship. We're looking for a place together soon here, I think. So it's been fun, you know, trying to figure out what, what each other want out of things and, you know, just exploring that, learning along the way. But She's always thoughtful and caring and looking out, you know, looking out for each other's interests. I think uh, love language thing, the way you want to be loved and the way that you give love, I think is is hitting it right. You know, I think we we're very compatible with that. Mm-hmm. Something I really appreciate. Yeah, yeah I think. Um, oh, my mind went blank just now, but I think I haven't had like the the best examples for like healthy relationships like I've seen long-standing relationships but they haven't always been like the most balanced and healthy Mm -hmm. so like when we started to be really serious I was really open about wanting to have really clear communication so that like when there are points of tension we could talk it out feeling like it can be safe and open Mm -hmm. um 
about how we're feeling and being open and honest. Um, and that's something we practice. Um, and I think it's always need, we're always going to work on it, but I think we have a good foundation for that. And that's really important to me. And also, you know, um, he sees me the most personally than anyone sees me. And um, I don't know if people know this about me, but like I can be very anxious and spin and spin and spin. Mm -hmm. And he is the most patient person. He listens to my diatribes about city government and how people are awful and the world is a terrible place. And what are we all going to do? We're all doomed. Um, <laughs> and listens to me like with COVID, I had a really, really hard time um, in the first initial months. And it's going to be a year now, um, the first initial months with it. And um, he was super patient about you know, I was really scared, um, being patient with me and understanding, like, at the, for a few months, I didn't see him, because I was really scared, like, and I lived alone, so I was really scared, like, I don't know how this travels, and I didn't see him for a while, so we, like, zoomed for months, um, I don't know, just the patience and the understanding, um, is really important to me, because I haven't, yeah, I haven't had that always. Mm -hmm. Beautiful. That's awesome. Yeah. Yeah, it reminds me of something I um, was also thinking about in in preparing for this uh, episode, because uh, there's another thing that I really love about Buster, and maybe you all can relate to this to some degree, um, but that, so as some people might know, like my dad passed away a few years ago, actually today is the anniversary of his death, um, fun fact, <laughs> and, uh, but when, when my dad passed, my dad was like such a powerful person and he always expressed his love to us as, as kids and his love always felt so unconditional. Like there was just no wrong you could do. And, and it really was such a template for me of like, this is the kind of love that you should expect from your family, from your partner and the love that you should give to your partner and to your kids. You know, like when you've committed to be, especially with your kids, but like when you've committed to be in a family with people, like that love needs to be there no matter what. Um, and, and when my dad died, it was like, uh, I, I never actively processed it, but like the, in hindsight, I think I was worried that I wouldn't find that sort of unconditional love ever again. Mm. And um, when I met Buster and when I got to know Buster, it was like finding that like unconditional love is possible mm. with other people. And and that was just, really, sure you <laughs> it was really powerful because, no, really. you know, again, like, it's like, you didn't even, I didn't even know what I was missing until I found it again. And I was like, Oh shit. Like I've been going through the last, so you know, two or three years and like not knowing if I would find that sort of like support, um, and I did, and I'm like, so beyond grateful for that. And I, and, and I think that that's something you can find with people outside romantic. Like, I know we've been talking about our, our romantic partners, but yeah. I do think that like unconditional love is something we can give to anyone that we truly like are committed to and respect. And that doesn't have to be within the confines of a romantic relationship, but even within friendships or family or, you know, our chosen families that like, unconditional love is so powerful and and going back to especially for our children and for our young people who feel like 
if they aren't this, a certain way or if they don't meet a certain expectation that they won't be deserving of love is like such a crippling or I don't want to say that, but like it's such a, a harmful attitude for, for little kids to carry with them. And I see that all the time. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, I want to get an air hug for real. Oh, man, and I want to go deep with that. Girl. <laughs> a couple question or question for our partners. Okay. You have a question? Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, yeah. I would say, I know we talked about, go ahead. Who has, go ahead. I, oh, I, I have to get going, but. He has a call with Benji yeah. that he's going to hop onto. Yeah. So that's completely fine. Ask him the art okay. question. Oh, okay. yes. What makes Erie yours? Oh, what makes, yours? oh, what makes Erie mine? Um, well. Erie, Erie County. What? Yeah, I, well, I mean, I was born and raised in Erie County. I'm from Gerard. Uh, I've never like lived out of the area um but like I, I think growing up I've been surrounded by the attitude of many people who are like oh, I can't wait to get out of this town I can't wait to leave this place behind and never look back and like sometimes that can be infectious I mean for for better or for worse like mm -hmm. when you start to hear all your peers saying that um but like the more I've like the older I've gotten and the more I've matured the more I've come to like appreciate what's going on here in Erie. There's mm -hmm. so many great people here. Um, there's so many great places to visit. Um, and like, it's, it's just the perfect size. Like I, like we don't, we live in Edinburgh. So I feel like we live on the cusp of like not living quite in the boondocks and like way out in the sticks and not living like right in the city either. It's like, I'm, we're 30 minutes from the city. We're 30 minutes from being in the middle of the woods. So um yeah i just like that balance I, yeah yes that's what it. makes you remind yes. <laughs> yes. i was so yes. happy to have you on we all gotta hang out and drink and stuff yeah <laughs> <laughs> for well, real hydration is key everyone <laughs> so should we just you know because we gotta go at eight but should we just can we can continue we can cut that part out but i just want to should we can continue can we do that for a minute? Yeah, we can continue. And say what yeah. everybody else is, well, obviously what everybody else is. Yeah. Oh, theory yeah. hours. Yeah. 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 I really want to have y'all back on for the couples thing. Maybe for else, because that, this was too much fun. Mm -hmm. But yeah, I'll do it again. <laughs> All right. Well, who's next? You want to go next? What, wow. What Erie's mine? Okay. So Erie's mine because of my wife. Um, at the end of the day, I, uh, I, it's very important for me to always follow through and, and be as stand up of a person as I can. And when I chose to get married, I chose that to be my primary job. And, um, my wife being from here and the people that we know and the people we've met and their lives and how they've been affected by the things that she is just trying to do, even if she's not successful at it, her attempt at it is, is like revolutionary yeah. to the people here in Erie. So Erie became mine because I saw her impact on this environment um, that needed it. And mm -hmm. I knew I had something to give and I um, felt like together we could do some crazy beautiful things here in Erie. Mm -hmm. And when you put that work into a community, Erie's Black Wall Street, you know, working with young kids, then naturally that space becomes yours. Mm. So mm -hmm. short answer, 
Erie's mind because of my wife. And we're honored to have you here because we needed your light as well. Because mm -hmm. so this is a match made in the heavens and and all. <laughs> awesome. What it makes yours? What makes Erie yours, Brett? Yes. Well. I don't know much else. I love Yuri. I mean, I really do. I mean, the yes. same thing he was saying was, you know, Bus was saying that people, you know, act like there's there's nothing here and it's such a such a dreary, boring place. But I I never felt that way. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, there's so many people here that I've met over the years that that I love and are so unique and awesome. Mm -hmm. And I think, uh, you know, there's there's so much in this town, and I love. I mean, even just getting across town. I mean, that's such a great point. Like, yeah. I don't want to be in a bigger city. Like, I dread that shit. I don't like, <laughs> I like to be able to get somewhere in 20 minutes and be good to go, you know? Yes. Always, uh, there's a funny shirt that that Marty got me. And it, I think it says, uh, Erie is the third greatest sunset in the world. And it kind of makes me laugh, you know, but mm. it's. It's true. Like the, this city's is beautiful here, you know. Yeah. I mean, we get the extremes of every season, but I like that. I like to feel, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like yeah. we get our harsh winters, but we get our great summers, you know. Mm -hmm. I think uh, there's a lot to love here, yeah. and I love you. It's crazy to hear you say that, Brett, because I'm not from Erie and Rochester is not too different from Erie. It's more diverse and it's more inclusive, but same basics. Um, but being here, my friends think I'm out of my mind. Why are you in Erie? Yeah. Like her family, our family, we're like, we like it here. We have friends. We go out. <laughs> right. Like, I don't. We built community yeah. with everybody. Like, I don't understand. I, I've like... lived in Philadelphia and I effing hated it. My car was hit every week. <laughs> Going across town was not a thing. Everything's expensive. And it's like, here, I can work a job and not kill myself and survive, but then also have the extra time to spend with my wife and mm -hmm. to be in the community and all of that stuff. Erie has more to offer than what people it think. Does. It does. Mm -hmm. And I feel like you're giving me too much credit, though, while you're saying you're here. Obviously, for me, like, for me, you say that. But I'm going to be honest, y'all. Like, Erie, you know, I'm born and raised here. And there was a point in time where I did want to leave. I wanted to do something else. I wanted to move out of Erie and find, you know, my career, I, you know, what I thought when, when I left college. And I will say that when we started dating, she was like, what's there to do in Erie? Like, obviously I had done things in Erie. Um, but when she was like, what's there to do in Erie? Like, what, let, tell me a little bit more about the city that you're from. And I'm just like, there's our beach, you know, <laughs> and there's like this. And I was just, but it was not until we really started like moving here and really just because we were living in Edinburgh before that. That's what we were actually living before, uh, before we moved to Erie um, about back. I moved back to Erie six years ago now. Mm -hmm. And um, I will say that when we started to explore more and I started to explore more again as an adult, I was like, you know what? I do love Erie. So I will say like Angel definitely reignited re a fire of me loving Erie and really liking the space that I'm in and being where I'm at, you know, being like, appreciate where you're at. And, you know, I will say that you were definitely the catalyst for that for me. And in, in the sense of like, you know, obviously I wanted to make Erie grow. And my dad, if you talk to my dad, I we used to have conversations about how I'm like, they can do this and this and this and Erie changed it, you know? And so but then leaving because you're getting frustrated and you go to school and all those things. So I will say like, yeah, it was you that I will say gave me that more of that 
love your city, love where you're from, you know? And I was like, oh shit, you're right. And ever since then, now I'm like, yeah, I don't want to go anywhere else now. And we've traveled places being together. We've traveled everywhere now. Like, and every time we come back home, we're like, thank God we're fucking home. <laughs> like, yeah, well, that was great. Vegas was cool, but like, we're home now, so you know? And so like, just a little bit of, cause I don't think I've ever shared. Did we ever share our, like, why we Erie was ours, y'all? I don't first episode kind of. Oh, well, then that's yeah, yeah. No, that's it's powerful. I think, and I think that's true even outside the city. So, like living in the county, I know Buster like talked about the sticks, but I still think like there's so much to offer in some of these more rural communities. Or like Edinburgh has so much going on, but it's it's a matter of looking for it, and it's a matter of like seeing opportunities to create it too. Like I think that that's something that we miss out if we say like oh, this isn't the place for me. I can't wait to get out of here. Then you don't invest any time into creating what you want it to be. And so that I think also creates this kind of vacuum that we see in Erie where young people and, and other people are leaving and, because it doesn't have what they want. But what we could really be doing and what I think all of us are doing right now is creating the communities and the, the opportunities and the entertainment and, and creativity and spaces that we want to see and I think that's what makes Erie ours is that we're taking the time to invest in the community and make it better, brighter, more beautiful. Yeah, and the true. tribe that comes with doing that work, because I, it doesn't matter where, whether it was with school or with work, it's about the people that you build relationships with mm-hmm. and who, me being a transplant, you're y'all are my part of my second family I always say eerie my eerie fam like Mm -hmm. I this you like Angel was saying about Devon y'all are what make it home for me I have people I know I can turn to if I have something I need and who make me feel welcome and loved Mm -hmm. and I am so grateful for y'all on this call but I can't list all the other people who are not on this call who make me feel at home here yeah facts facts hundred percent. I unconditionally love all of you for the record. I love you, sis. For real. Yes. Well, I think that's it, y'all. That's Um, a wrap. That is a wrap. I'm not as cringy as you thought it would be, Lydia. No, no. I just mean like for the people that hate love and think it's gross and like, you know, my sister that sends me like throwing up emojis when I send her like photos from Buster's my engagement photo session or, you know, like, like it's that kind of, you know, like the people that like love to hate love, you know, that's like, you don't want to hear it, which like totally fine. Like I've been there too, where you're like, okay, can you shut up about how much you guys love each other? Like, it's like, I do that to myself sometimes. I'm like, yeah, I love you, but gosh, this is disgusting how much I love you. (laughs) No, this is good. I'm so glad we did this. You've been listening to the Art Eerie Podcast. Community voices unpacking Eerie's baggage and speaking truth to power. You can continue the conversation on Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter at Art Eerie Series. Funding provided by United Way of Erie and Ember and Forge. Music produced by Light Shadow. We appreciate you for listening to the Art Eerie Podcast. Until next time, take care of yourself. Keep fighting the good fight. Peace.